it's New Year's Eve it's 2021 it's Friday this is a special episode of Pillars of Franchising Sorry about the long transition, folks. Had a few technical issues, but we're hopefully live to our friends on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or maybe not Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um, uh, Trovo, DLive, uh, and Twitch, as well as our Shoutcast server at PillarsOfFranchising.com. I'm Fred McMurray, so I'm running the show today. Uh, my partner, Kristen, is... Also, looks like tra uh, travel delayed. We had a big year. Um, I've been really grateful to uh, be involved in Pillars of Franchising over the last, uh, going on four years with Ray and Kristen and everyone. It's been a, a labor of love and no good deed is ever goes unpunished. And next week we'll have some great news on expansion. Uh, I'd love to tell you today, but I promised I'd wait until after the first of the year. So with that, let's take you to the team chat um, and bring you all uh, my fine co-host in crime thoughts for the past year as hopes for the new. Yes, it will. Okay. All right. And welcome to the final Pillars of Franchising episode of the year 2020. Thank goodness. We have so much to be thankful for, yet so much more to look forward to. Welcome back to Pillars of Franchising as we celebrate again the end of 2021 with great news abound for 2022. Elizabeth, how are you today? Good. I'm excited to have a special edition on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah. We decided to throw a little New Year's Eve party for, uh, for the Pillars team. So um, I just kind of wanted to get everybody's, yeah, I've got my, my coffee. coffee. I'm not as, oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be fun if we just kind of give a recap of, of the things that happened at Pillars this year and then what we're looking forward to because we had a lot happen this, this last year. Um, and for me personally, 
um, I got to launch a new magazine, which mm -hmm. was very exciting. And, um, right. Hopefully that will grow and inform. Um, but then for, for everybody, we, we started our LLC. So, I mean. Right. Right. Where's yeah. everybody on that? Well, so let me kind of tell you how all of this came to be. Um, you know, as, as most of you all know, this this is a has been a, I'll call it a labor of love, love for Ray and Fred for a couple of years now. But in August, we actually franchising episode of the year 2021. Thank goodness. We have so much to be thankful for, yet so much more to look forward to. Welcome back to Pillars of Franchising as we celebrate again the end of 2021 with great news abound for 2022. Elizabeth, how are you today? Good. I'm excited to have a special edition on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah. We decided to throw a little New Year's Eve party for uh, for the Pillars team. So um, I just kind of wanted to get everybody's, yeah, I've got my, my coffee. coffee. I'm not as celebrating. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, so I think it would be fun if we just kind of give a recap of, of the things that happened at Pillars this year and then what we're looking forward to because we had a lot happen this, this last year. Um, and for me personally, um, I got to launch a new magazine, which mm -hmm. was very exciting. And, um, right. Hopefully that will grow and inform. Um, but then for, for everybody, we, we started our LLC. So, I mean, right. Right. Where's yeah. everybody on that? Well, so let me kind of tell you how all of this came to be. Um, you know, as, as most of you all know, this this is a has been a I'll call it a labor of love love for Ray and Fred for a couple of years now. But in August, we actually formed the official Pillars of Franchising LLC. We are now um, expanded well beyond just a podcast, um, and I'm looking forward to having everybody talk a little bit about what they're doing within our corporation because we've got everything from helping people uh, prepare that exit out of corporate America into business ownership through franchising. We have a mentor piece. We have the digital magazine and various different marketing strategies within that. Obviously, Jerry's working on something very exciting. I'll have him kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, and there's so much more. So um, with that, Jerry, would you like to talk about your world? Oh, I'd love to. You know, I'll tell you, let's start here. I should have done this around Thanksgiving because it's something I'm thankful for that Fred reached out and asked me to be a part of this because I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, being able to be a little bit of a voice for franchising overall and working with all of you lovely people. And uh, we've formed a great, uh, not only partnership, but friendship as we've done this. So. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things I'm really excited about. And then, uh, you know, I got to tell you, the magazine is phenomenal. Uh, Elizabeth does an amazing job. I think it's a great uh, resource. So I'm hoping we continue to expand on that. But for me, you know, uh, I did the book this year. And yeah. uh, the learning platform is getting set up. And there's going to be a lot of what we do on this show moving forward, or at least my part of it, that will be related to things that we're trying to teach franchisees through the book and the learning platform. So here we will get a chance to get that information out to a very wide audience so that people get a little, little flavor for it, which I hope uh, helps them and, and uh, ends up allowing us to work with them in different ways in the future. But the really big news, I guess, for the coming year is we've been asked to uh, facilitate helping a lot of franchisees out who want to exit the yeah. franchise world, maybe retire. 
So we've been approached by some investors that uh, basically have said with the wealth of knowledge and experience that we have in this group, that they can't think of better people to help facilitate that. So I guess I missed that meeting because I got chosen to run it. Everybody else ran for cover. Don't you know, if you're not there, you get nominated. <laughs> well, this is a big one. A little yes, bit. it is. Fred's but, in the background waving yes. his thumb, but uh, it's going to be very exciting because um, there are a lot of people that want to exit their business and don't have a way to get out of it. For They yes. may not have children that want to take it over. Uh, they just don't know how to handle that process, perhaps. Uh, we've got brokers here, right? Because we've got the, the lovely Kristen and the even lovelier David, who uh, <laughs> are brokers now. And we are, so we have the ability to help with that transition. And uh, with our experience, we can we can help match investors up with that. So it's going to be a great year, very exciting, and it helps that we got all the tools in place to do that with. So that's my piece. Yeah, I think it's going to be super exciting. Ray, are you on board with us? I know you're traveling, but you're ever devoted to the show. So thank you for um, not texting and driving, but talking and driving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can, first of all, can you hear me? We yeah. can hear you. We can hear Actually, you, Ray. Can, can you see me? We can see you. Yes. All right. I see you just passed a semi. Yeah, yeah. If you if you look to uh, on one side of the picture, there's Daisy, Daisy. in the back, and uh, her her. And she, hi, Daisy. <laughs> hi, Daisy. <laughs> and. Uh, and, and, and her son, Dennis, is driving. Nice. Okay. Hi, Dennis. So, so, uh, we're, <laughs> hi, Dennis, they said. <laughs> and uh, we're on our way back from Pittsburgh, and, and, and a very enjoyable week with uh, Daisy's family and her, uh, her new granddaughter. And we're, we're pretty excited about that. And people in the area of... But uh, getting back to what you were talking about, you, you know, uh, Pillars have, has grown beyond my wildest expectations, I think, as well as Fred's. And it, it's, it's so exciting to, to see everything and, and uh, the, the camaraderie and the friendship that has developed uh, amongst our team is absolutely astounding. Um, one of the things I love to do, of course, is talk about business and talk about uh, franchising and being able to help anybody, you know, whether they're on the fence thinking about getting into business and into, into franchising, or maybe they're thinking about some sort of an exit strategy. I'd love to talk to anybody about it, you yep. know, and uh, that, that is my goal and, and my aspiration for 2022 is, uh, I travel and uh, enjoy the, the the life of Ray. Yes, the <laughs> life of Ray. In uh, 2022. So uh, Daisy and I have a lot of plans for traveling uh, in 2022. Uh, we'll be picking up our new coach sometime probably towards the end of January and beginning wow. of February. And uh, looking forward to that. And then in March, we really start traveling uh like I said, a lot of plans. So awesome. that's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much it. I I, I think uh, our little get together that we had uh, really helped seal the bonds that we have 
uh, yeah. about ourselves and the show. So it was yeah. a fantastic meeting. Excellent. Well, we are looking forward to seeing the new coach with the QR code and the Pillars of Franchising um, emblem logo right there next to it. Um, so anyone passing you on the road can just take a picture and scan that QR code and bam, there we are. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. Well, we're so glad to have everybody here, really. And David, tell us about your last year. You have been crazy busy as well. It's been interesting. I love hearing Ray talk about traveling while he's traveling, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking the talk. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, I mean, this whole thing is, is taking a lot of turns. Um, as anybody that's listening knows, sold our business at the end of uh, September of 2020. And uh, Fred got in touch with me and said, hey, would you like to come on the show and just talk about, you know, franchising sure no problem so then that turned into <laughs> mentoring and uh you know and, and being part of the mentorship program which which really caught my attention and i thought you know this is good gives me something to do otherwise i was just going to focus on our, our real estate ventures and my stock option trading ventures and and as normally happens is as i got more you know back into the swing of things and talking about businesses, looking at businesses. Um, I went ahead and said, I got to get back into business. It's what I do. It's what I've done for a long time. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, you know, we became franchisees of, of the joint chiropractic, which, you know, was introduced to me by Jerry. So there's yeah. a reason why he and I were on the, on this thing together. So, um, and that's what we're doing. So um, am I looking forward to what we're doing with pillars? Absolutely. Uh, magazines, phenomenal. Um, and, uh, looking forward to mentoring people and gives me a good perspective because I'm not going to be that far detached. I will be going through the process right along with anybody who I would be mentoring. So yeah. um, I, I look at that as, as a real bonus that I can still maintain that, that touch of what someone else is going through because I'm going through it myself. So you know, I think that's um, awesome. wasn't, wasn't my plan, but I, but I, but I think it is a great plan. Yeah, David, and I think that um, you hit the nail right on the head there. The fact that you are now intimately involved in being a new franchi franchisee and a new brand and a new um, concept, I think is fantastic. Because I remember when I started my business and all the experienced people would sit and talk about what they need to do, what we need to do, how we need to market. And I'm like, okay, but I'm like the youngest one here and none of those ideas work anymore. And it's very interesting. Now you're kind of back with a fresh set of eyes yep. and i think that for those folks out there who look to get into franchising they're gonna be really excited to hear as you've been doing kind of narrate your journey through your new adventure with the joint chiropractic so i'm very excited to have you share that with us and and um obviously we've got a lot of stuff um on tap now for coaching and mentoring and all kinds of things happening very soon so Elizabeth, to it. Yeah, yeah, us too, us too. I think it's going to be a great year for Pillars of Franchising. Elizabeth, do you have anything you'd like to add to all this? Well, yeah, my, I mean, one thing I think, my favorite thing about all of this is that as we gather people to mentor and as we help people look for the franchise and the right fit, the reason that Pillars stands out as, as a group that, that can do that is because you've all been through it. And it's because you understand you're not just trying to sell something or run a business. What you're trying to do is 
and help people understand that you understand that they're investing their money, their time, their livelihoods, maybe their lives, not a small thing. And right. you are not going to steer them in a direction that's going to risk that any more than absolutely necessary. So I, I really love that part of our story um, that we are invested in that experience from our experiences. So yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things about this team and that, you know, Jerry says, well, I did show up to the meeting and so I got this, but the <laughs> thing is what he, what he was assigned when he wasn't at the meeting was right in his wheelhouse. You know, it was right. in his area of experience and expertise. And I think that's kind of where it's all landed in our individual roles. Yes. And we're, we've got people in the lanes that they're good at and we've got resources for the things that we're less experienced with. If I need to ask a question about something for the magazine, I can call anybody and say, okay, you know more than me about this, so I need to know, I need your information. So I think yeah. that's another unique position that we're in is that we've built this team with a vast array of experiences that are different and unique and all necessary to successful franchising. So yep. that's that's that whole cohesion of, and you know is, is really kind of, fun to be a part of I think yeah and I will tell you you know for those of you out there wondering like how did you guys all get together and and I tease about Fred being evil skippy but he is he's actually the mastermind behind putting this motley crew of folks together um but there is a trait that not only do we all on the show right now share but every single individual that we have spoken with and brought kind of under the pillars umbrella and this goes anyone from say a Nancy Perpenning and RJ Grimshaw and I'm a Karen uh, Kimsey Sward and I don't want to leave anybody out Jim Clevin I, I mean Drew Trovin listen they all have the same core values that we have you know we just want to help people what I'm so, oh Fred he's chirping in my ear and this time it's live and so it's you know um, but yeah, they don't annoy Fred, which is, is what was his comment. But I really think it's great because it's beyond, we're not looking at this as a business venture to go out and make a, a bunch of money, right? That's not why we all got together. We're all doing this while we still have our real jobs, as I call them, right? And so um, I think that that's what makes our team different. And I will say, I mean, Jerry, to your point, I look at this as now a family. This is my, this is my Pillars family. And um, being able to meet everyone for my surprise early birthday party was phenomenal. David, you still owe me a visit. That's okay. We'll find you somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really think that for those of you that watch the show on a regular basis, be ready because there's going to be a lot of stuff happening in 2022. You know, we've got multiple different ways we're going to be coming at you, not just the show here but you're going to start to see networking events and um, all kinds of different things coming across through the Pillars website. So uh, we'd like to wish on behalf of everybody here, Fred, would you like to wish everybody, come on, you're never on the screen here. Fred happens to be in Chicago visiting grandkids. There he is. That's Fred. <laughs> so on behalf of everyone here at Pillars of Franchising, we'd like to wish you a very happy new year. Be safe, be happy, be healthy. And don't forget where you're supposed to be on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central. And that's right here on Pillars of Franchising. Hey, franchise owners. 
How's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. One. We would like to welcome my friend Paul Pickett of Wild Birds Unlimited to the Pillars of Franchising show. I'm so excited to have him. I um, have a good conversation every single time we get to interview him. Paul is the Chief Development Officer, Executive Vice President of Franchising at Wild Birds Unlimited. He has over 30 years of experience bringing people and nature together. Um, he has led the franchise development team to grow the franchise to over 340 locations and manages all the legal and real estate responsibilities for Wild Birds Unlimited. He's also involved with the IFA and is one of the founding members of the Pride Council. So he's got a lot of irons in the fire. And um, so welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Wow, I thought I was busy, but you're really busy. Oh, you know. You just do what you need to do, right? That's right. And as long as you're having a good time and you love yeah. what you're doing, it doesn't really matter, right? Exactly. And I have an amazing team. So that's great. That's great. So I'm super excited to hear all about Wild Birds Unlimited today because I, you know, I grew up with my grandfather having this huge picture window and they would tell me, oh, this is this bird and this is this bird and this is this bird. And I was like, uh, okay, how do they know all this? And they had their bird books and everything. And then now I'm Kind of in an urban area and I don't get to see a whole lot of them and then I see wild birds unlimited and I'm thinking wow there's a lot of bird people out there there are yeah 80 oh, in in just the U.S. 81 million people and that's from a wow. fish and wildlife survey from a while ago spending five billion on bird food and if you look at the whole hobby set like yeah. over seven and a half billion dollars per year so wow. yeah it's a big thing it's but it's you know, it's kind of a sleeper hobby, right? It's backyard bird feeding. So right. you, know, you tell your friends if you're going skiing, right? That's a real obvious thing. You go away and you do it, but like gardening, it's the, it's the second most popular passive hobby. So not exercising, but um, right. in Canada, just, just behind gardening. Wow, that's, it's kind of meditative, isn't it? I mean, oh, if yeah. you're on your porch and you're, my mom and dad have a hummingbird feeder and we've we were finally out there long enough to see the hummingbirds when it wasn't a hundred degrees down here. Um, yeah. But it's so exciting. Like everybody just had this little celebration over the hummingbird <laughs> landing on the feeder. <laughs> yeah. Your yard comes to life and it, it, it's, it's a hobby that you can, doesn't matter if you're four or you're 104, you can enjoy it. You know, it's a real affordable hobby and it's, it's a hobby that's as complex as you want to make it. Too, right. which is fun you know i mean if you want to get more involved and bring in different birds of course our wonderful franchise store owners and their teams can help you figure out how to manage that and you can again do it as 
in depth or as casually as you so desire. So it's a, it is a great hobby for everyone. I am super excited. I'm super excited because you said there are two stores near me and I have yet to see an Oriole or a Blue Jay in my yard. Okay, well, you just need to get the right stuff out there and yeah. they, they can help you figure that all out. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you. So a Wild Birds Unlimited franchise, um, that's what we're here to talk about today. So do you have to be a bird lover to want to buy a, birds, a Wild Birds Unlimited? You, you have to like birds, right? And you have to like nature. I think it's really important for people who want to make a difference are who our franchisees are. And they have a natural propensity to birds. I mean, if you were not, if you didn't like the outdoors, right? If you were, a, you know, you never like to be outside it would yeah. probably be a challenge to connect with your customer base. Um, but if you love people and you love birds and nature, you don't have to be an expert. You do not need to know how to identify fall migrating warblers to uh -huh. know to, to be to be a phenomenal franchisee. Just loving nature, loving birds, loving people, but you don't have to be an expert at it. And I would say not maybe most, but very, very, very many of our franchisees could not lead a bird walk. They, <laughs> but but they are the expert at the birds in your backyard. So it's right. very different than going to Peru to go birding versus being an expert backyard bird feeding specialist. Oh yeah, sure. That totally makes sense. Right. So who is an ideal candidate for you? Could you kind of describe somebody who might be, aside from liking birds and nature, what other well, skill sets do you look for? Skill, one of the most important things is just being a great leader, a leader in, in their store for their team, a leader in their community, somebody who wants to um, combine their passion and their profession and mm -hmm. focus on the business as a business. I mean, it is a business, right? I mean, right. you have to manage the business. We've got all the help and tools and amazing coaching support, but you, you really do have to have that passion for growth, passion for people. And, and passion for giving back. Sure. That's an important thing. The funny thing is, is, you know, you try to, in franchising, create an avatar of like, who is your franchisee? And maybe like, what professions do they come from? Mm -hmm. All over the board. I mean, we have phenomenal franchisees who have gone to secondary education and some that haven't. We have them that are teachers, post, uh, uh, a post person, post person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, post person, um, uh, dentists, doctors, investment bankers, and um, uh, the, the toughest profession of, of all, homemakers, you know, who yeah. they, they're empty nesters and they're like, they spent their time. They're some of our best franchisees because they know how to multitask better than anybody. And right. The world of retail. Well, so and, and there's speaking a lot of, that, of multitasking going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we interviewed Donna Blum for the um, magazine coming up and she's kind of one of those. She was a stay-at-home yeah. mom and then she kind of tiptoed into some work. Um, but one thing that I've interviewed a couple of your franchisees before, and one thing that they all seem to bring to the table is that the way they want their customers to feel when they walk into the store. And she was saying, if she was having a bad day as a customer, she would go in and that was her happy place and that everybody made her feel better. And that was what she wanted to pay forward as a franchisee. So I think that seems to be a common thread. Would you say in terms of who you're, who you're looking for is someone who's going to make others feel welcome and embraced and we talk enjoying. a lot about sharing the joy, 
and mm -hmm. sharing the sharing the joy of the hobby, sharing the joy of the shopping experience, sharing the joy of being in a community with other people who are like-minded and mm -hmm. who have that propensity and desire to give back. So let's talk a little bit about it because it's obviously it's a brick and mortar model, right? Yep. With an omni-channel branch, we you know online. As okay. One has to have yeah. Every store has their own online store that is you know templated and and the products are all managed, but they fulfill those online orders. So it's it's called my WBU. I hate it. Okay. Did it? Um, <laughs> and um, so they. Like you pick the store, typically the one that you go to, the one that's closest to you, and then you sign up and you're on their customer list to shop online. So you can, which was heavenly over the last, um, gosh, now what, 20 months? Um, yeah. To have that opportunity and you can then pick up in the store, curbside, in store, or have it shipped to you. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about how this model did during COVID. We we were um, very fortunate that we got a, we were, we did very 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 well. Our franchisees busted their humps, worked so bloody hard. Um, yeah. yeah, we migrated. Uh, get it? Um, <laughs> Virgin. My yeah, background. Is, I, I'm an ornithologist by training. I have my master's in the study of birds, so I. I oh, can't cool. Um, yeah, they. We went immediately to curbside pickup, whether you had the online platform or not. Um, and then so many people went to online, um, especially in the very beginning. And people were home, people were um, keeping their feeders full rather than just filling them up on Friday night. So they had a great weekend. They were filling right. up every, every, every night. Um, so we had an excellent year. I mean, and when I say that, I mean, we are also very fortunate about it, but it was not at, um, it, it wasn't easy. It didn't just happen. Sure. Our franchisees busted their humps um, and continue to um, in tough times, right? I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. weird and all that stuff. Um, and our friend and the people here, my team, the team that I work with just like immediately, you know, marketing marketing department came out with I don't know, 45 new platforms, different ways to communicate. We had to do new messaging. We sure. product supply, figuring out how to do gift buying. We made these share the joy boxes that people could buy. So that you could be buying gifts when you didn't want to go into a store to look Ooh. at them. Um, and, and with packages for like woodpecker, hummingbirds, other, you know, other things. Well, I hope you have those for, you know, we, we were we just getting out of Christmas, so to speak, but yeah. I mean, birthdays, Mother's Day. I mean, what oh. a great gift idea. I would have never thought of that. And I love yeah. it. And I was a retail brat for a long time. And I can't believe it didn't hit me that that is such a cool idea. Yeah, the gift, the gifting of the core product, you know, the bird food, bird feeders, houses, yeah. hardware, that has been a huge thing because it's consumable and it allows people to do something rather than, I mean, nothing against vases or candles or anything, but, you know, it frames, right. there's a certain point where you're kind of... Oh you're done. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. need anymore. And so this is something that's great. And that the whole family, I mean, we have these wonderful characters that um, are bird food characters and there's snowmen and penguins. And, you know, I awesome. just bought 30 of them to send to the, all the kids in my life, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I have to think that when you talk about in terms of giving back, I mean, if, if, if an owner, or if a franchisee wanted to, um, 
uh, partner with a school or Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, any kind of YWCA, YMCA, all of those organizations, I'm sure would love the opportunity. And that really, you know, we talk a lot on the show about giving back to the community and becoming part of the fabric yep. of the community. Those are great ways to do it. Um, yep. For people who might be intimidated in getting into re the retail space, because it's not for the faint of heart, right? I've done the nights and weekends for a long time. Yep. Um, how One of the big issues today is continuing to get employees. How many employees approximately on average does each store require, would you say? I'm going to say four to five is probably a, a nice number. Most of them are part-time. Okay. And we, our system, like everyone else, has had challenges. It has not been as strong because the employees, like the franchise store owners, they right. love this. They're wanting to share their joy. In many cases, it, 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 it in many cases, it is their full-time employment. And in many cases, yeah. it's not. Sure. And so while we have like everyone else is challenged. There's no question that we're not immune to it, but it has right. not has as strong of an impact as those brands who are hiring a lot of, you know, younger people who typically work in fast food. That has been more challenging. My dear friends who yeah. are in that, that, that industry have had much stronger problems than or challenges call them problems than we have. Sure. But, I talked to a lot of people who are on social security and, and, you know, they just want a little something right. to do, right? And so what a great opportunity. And many in that generation may have grown up with birds, watching birds, right? That's yeah. kind of like a pastime that people used to do when they would slow down, Yeah. you know? And I well, think and that's- it, during, during the pandemic, we've actually expanded our customer base significantly and brought a lot more younger people in awesome. who were feeding, their kids were home <laughs> to give them something to do. So yeah. <laughs> this will amuse them. And so we've had a really strong elevation in new customer acquisition and are keeping those customers for the most part. So and that's they're only wholesome. As my, my son loves this word. It's a wholesome family activity. It's something <laughs> it's that yeah. there's yeah. nothing bad about it, right? <laughs> and if you spend time watching it, it's as dramatic as a soap opera, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life cycle, you see the birds doing their courtship, coming yeah. in with their mates, coming in with their babies, yeah. then the babies fighting with the adults to get as they grow up and they need to then disperse. I mean, you see the whole nine yards out there. Oh my goodness. Working from home during COVID most days of the week, right? I had that very same thing after my mom died, the, a pair of doves came in and they had a nest and it was like, oh my gosh, every day I was like, okay, so what are they doing now? Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very interesting. Circle so, um, Obviously, this is um, a new, relatively new. When did you start franchising Wild Birds Unlimited? Uh, 83. Oh, it is so, not new. It's just new to me. It's just new to you. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carpenter, <laughs> our founder and CEO, uh, he, he started the first store in 1981, started franchising in 83. A few years later, his wife came in, who was an educator, came in and said, this not just a retail store, but now you've started this franchise. Yeah. So we need to really systematize this and get best practices and really strong handbooks and organized training and ongoing awesome. support. And then, yeah, I started in 89 as the first full-time employee. And now we have, we're closing in on 50 and we have, we actually have 353 open and operational stores and another 15 that are 
and process, you know, during uh -huh. different phases, all the way from site selection to store build out. So, yeah. Well, so now Go I on. have to give a little bit of a shout out because we just talked about Chicago has a, a, a large open area where I am to, to build yeah, stores. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Not that I want to give up the opportunity if I could do it myself, but I'm pretty busy. Um, I'm in development. I'm always, you know, you're always trying to award the right market, the right person. It's good match with our concept. Exactly, exactly. And shares your values and, and all the things that really make it a winning combination. So for our listeners out there today who are thinking, oh, this might be something I'm really interested in. Can you tell us about how much does it cost for them to get started in franchise fees and about what do they need before you know, they can expect maybe a break even or how, how much do you really have to have, right? Because yeah, we know you need yeah, yeah. a franchise fee and then you need to have some capital to work with. We're, we're very fortunate, but we have the, I mean, our whole startup is, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some rough numbers. So like no 80 to 300. Mm -hmm. um, and that includes working capital, franchise fee, inventory, fixtures, you know, hiring the first few months of employees, build out legal that whole night, you know, floor sure. signs of the uniforms, everything. Um, okay. So that's what, that's what it costs to get in. We are very fortunate in their first calendar year, our franchisees do cash flow positively. So that wow. is great. And in, you know, it's, it's a lot like subscription models. It worked really well for a lot of brands. Um, ours, we have a consumable. So, yeah. you know, the customers keep coming back because the birds eat the seed and they need more. Yeah, absolutely. And they want that great combination. Yeah. And it's a smallish retail footprint, you know, I mean, 13 to 1800 square feet. And the hours are reasonable for retail. Most of our stores are open from, you know, 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday and 12 to 5 on Sundays or 11 to 4 on Sundays, depending on the market. And so it's really not as big of a lift as most people when they think about retail. Yeah, like, oh, these hours are right crazy. They're not as crazy. And if you follow our directions and you follow our best practices and you yep. hone your leadership skill, you don't have to be, you know, I mean, the beauty of a great retail store is that you've got a great team that's there. You don't have to be there all the time. In the beginning, you do. Right, you? sure. I'm not going to undersell how much work it is. It's a lot of work. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I already have a vision in my head of what my little store would look like, like in downtown Glen Ellen or Barrington, the little <laughs> quaint communities, right? I'm already building my store in my head, so I have yeah, to Yeah, well, that. let me move you away from that quaint little cute and remember that you got to appeal to the masses, and so you're That's probably right. in a strip mall exactly. on a busy street in with, you know, a grocery <laughs> shopping center. Yes. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, it'd be so much fun to be in a little downtown area. It's like, yeah, but parking, remember? Right. 20 pounds right. fast, people come in and buy four or five at a time. You yeah. Those out to the customer's car. That's right. You don't want to be hauling them four blocks away, right? Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Well, I'm so excited to have been able to talk to you today. And I, we know that there's probably nothing but great things ahead for Wild Birds Unlimited. How do our callers get in touch with you if they're looking to learn more? Obviously, you have a fabulous website. I've been looking at all the different tips and things that you have on here. But how do they find you? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is just to go to, you know, franchise.wbu.com. If you also, if you want to make it easier, go to wbu.com, which is our consumer site. With all, and then there's a great big button that says own your own store at the top, brings you right over. Uh, you can call me 
730-7108. We're here all the time. Um, so there's a million different ways, but if you just Google Wild Birds Unlimited franchise, boom, you'll be right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I, wanna... I want to give a plug. Um, yeah. The, the Pillars of Franchising magazine drops tomorrow. And in that issue is the interview that I was talking about with Donna. Yeah. And she has an amazing story of gaining financial independence midlife. And the way that she did it was through Wild Birds Unlimited. And she swears she couldn't have done it any other way. So make sure you take a look at that. Stories. Yeah, that makes it she was all, a great story. So. All worth, yeah. worthwhile. Well, and you also know, like, Chris Davis, who uh, was probably three, which is aging me, when when his parents opened their store, and now he's bought into the business. I've seen his kids grow up, seen people who mm-hmm. needed this financial independence and didn't have another way to do it. Franchising is such a great way to hit. So, awesome. awesome. Yes, and it is the December issue. I forget we're gonna we're at the end of December, but it is in this issue on PillarsOfFranchising.com. Um, so go take a look. Paul, thank you again thank, so oh, much. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thought we can't wait to have you on again. And you know, as people call us and, and write to us and want to look to buy a franchise, obviously this is not one of my favorite ones I'd like to take a look at with somebody who's interested in buying a wild bird on the <laughs> So we really do appreciate your time and wish you all the best this upcoming 2022. Pleasure is mine right back at you. Thank you. Hey, franchise owners. How's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvinewithay.com. One. So we are excited to welcome to the show Patrick Pindaro of VetBiz. I'm going to give you a little bit of a scoop on what VetBiz does, and then we'll get into Patrick. VetBiz is the leading platform for accessible and analytical data on franchises. Uh, they bring transparency to potential franchisee owners as they navigate the process of buying a franchise using a lot of data, a lot of analysis. Uh, Patrick's going to tell us all about that. He oversees content generation, strategic relationships for VetBiz manages a 15 plus person team focused on communicating small business findings to entrepreneurs around the world. So Patrick, welcome to Pillars. Thanks a lot, Elizabeth and Kristen. Really appreciate uh, being part of your your show today. Oh, we're so happy to have you on. I'll tell you, I mentioned to you before, and certainly when I met you like 10 days ago or something, um, how great it is to have a resource to go to that is so um, just real like there's no it's the good the bad the ugly of franchising and I think that's you know years ago franchising had a really kind of a bad reputation because of a few franchisors that maybe didn't uphold their end of the bargain and since then we've overcome that in franchising in general but I 
for the most part. I love to be able to get the true scoop, not something that's from, you know, a development guy at a particular brand. So, so thank you for all the work you do. No, for sure. Yeah. And we're super passionate about just getting the right information to the right people. And it's like, if, you know, in the past with real estate, maybe the realtor would give you all the information about the house, but now you have other sources to kind of verify that advisor. You still want to work with that advisor, trust that advisor, but you want to kind of double check what they're giving you. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me how Vetted Biz came to be. Sure, definitely. So my brother and I started it just a couple years back. Um, my background was in finance. Out of college, I worked at JP Morgan, a small consulting firm after that. Then I actually worked at a private equity fund that would lend money to franchisees. Okay. And then my brother, Jack, was part of the leadership development, uh, the leadership development program at Restaurant Brands International, which owns Popeyes, Burger King, Tim Hortons, and they just bought Firehouse Subs. Ah, um, uh, so yes. Yeah, we both had some experience in franchising, and we discovered a way for foreign nationals to move to the U.S. through investing in a franchise through a few different investor visa categories, like the E2 visa. Uh-huh. And with that, we started a company called Visa Franchise back in 2015. And we still have that company. I'm most focused right now on Vetted Biz. And we have that company with great employees that are still working with foreign nationals wanting to buy a franchise and they get an investor visa through that, that investment. That's awesome. Um, but it's limited. I mean, at the end of the day, how many of those folks can we help? Right. 10 a month. Could we get to yeah. 15, 20? Maybe, but it would be all our energy and, and we wouldn't have as big of an impact as we currently have with Vetted Biz and, and hopefully 10X in, in the coming years by yeah. not just helping 10 investors every month, but hundreds. Absolutely. Uh, more for Americans that want to buy a US franchise, getting the right information to them um, to make an educated decision. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, obviously you do podcasts. Are you releasing them every day for each? Yeah, so we have a series called Franchise Findings that we just launched. I was looking at basically a year ago. Uh-huh. And part of the thing, the inspiration behind it, Visa Franchise, we got tired of, of saying the same thing. Right. And we didn't want to repeat that with Vetted Biz. So let's just get everything out there. Right. So every day there's a franchise analysis where we review the most important items from the FDD, the founding year, how much the initial investment is. And then we supplement that with what's the payback period? When are you going to get your money back? Yeah. As well as what the resale value is. You know, if you're investing 500K in a franchise and the resale value on one location's 100K, you might want to rethink that. So yeah. Every day we go through a big, usually a big brand popular franchise. And then weekly I'll interview the founder and or president of a major franchise system. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I mentioned that um, when I was coming back from vacation this past week, I actually tried to download as many as I could in my phone, which I by like the biggest memory phone I can actually ran out of space. I couldn't <laughs> save all the episodes. Because I wanted to, um, you know, listen to all these different brands that you were talking about. And I was like, oh my God, I can't get it all on my phone. So um, I, I yeah. love it. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't really in, and I just was, I'm very curious and, and all the, all the people on our team are just curious on how much these make and if it's good business and, 
you'd be surprised and you probably heard it in some of these episodes, but some big brands, it takes like 10 plus years to get your money back. Yeah. And so what that tells me is the franchise purchase is more emotional rather than like looking at the finances behind it. Well, for sure. We've talked about things um, like Orange Theory, right? So people are like, oh, I work out at Orange Theory. I just love it. And when I was um, with the one gal at FBA, she was actually working with somebody who said, well, I love to work out. And so I think I'd like to buy one of those. And I was thinking, do you even know like what's involved? And then yeah, I mean, I love surfing analysis. and I love <laughs> swimming, but you know, it might be better just to keep that as a hobby and not try to be a professional surfer or swim yeah. instructor. And I, yeah, I could it's... probably give back and have a bigger impact to society doing something else. Sure, sure. And you've got a great episode about Chick-fil-A on there, which I love. If you can get in, do it by all means. (laughs) You invest 10K and you could be making $200,000, $250,000 a year. Yeah. Why? Try it. Go for it. Right, right. (laughs) But just know what you got when you leave, right? So I think it's like a one in 10,000 chance of getting it. And a lot of people go into franchising because they want to build equity. They want to have an exit later on or maybe pass it to the next generation. And unfortunately, with the Chick fil A system, has some great parts of it, but that's not one of them. It's not a real in investment. It's more of a, a managerial position at a company. Right, right. Well, and I really like um, when you guys have people who are looking, let's say today we've got people listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I just got to get out of here. You know, where do you typically send them on your site or where would you send them? I know you've got under 5,000, under 10,000. I think it's good start by the industries. So mm-hmm. embedded biz, we have it down dissected industry by industry. And we actually looked at the default rate across each industry by small business administration loans through the 7A okay. program. So for some of the industries that like food and beverage, there's 10,000 plus loans. So I think that's a good start to really see what the industry is like. Sure. And then from there, you can see if that's something you, you know, want to get into and I, I just recently had a, a, a podcast and, and, and the guests mentioned passion, purpose, and profits. And, you know, what's your priority here? And if yeah. you're really into the passion side, go for that fitness franchise. Right. But if you're more into purpose and growing a big team and making a big impact and also making money, maybe you got to balance those three out somehow. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where people can easily get overwhelmed because um, trying to decide what really is more important. But today with so many people leaving corporate America, for whatever reason it happens to be, or for people trying to get back into jobs after they were um, kind of squeezed out over this, um, it's interesting to find what segments or verticals they're most interested to in. Do you okay. have some data on what you see people hitting on the website the most? Service industries are really popular. And okay. also we're just producing a lot of content there. And what appeals me, especially someone in their 40s, 50 that's leaving corporate America, you're usually taking a step down. So right. the franchise is not going to be making 150K in the first year. So get a franchise that you invest Ideally, as little capital as possible, and you you pass break even fast. Right. So the service brands allow for that. Where food and beverage, fitness, it's probably going to take two years from the mm-hmm. time you find the location, build out the location, pass break even, and that that investor was leaving 150k, nice job with benefits, 
there's yeah. a huge opportunity cost to that. So I think, you know, looking at the service brands and industries that you get a fast payback. And it's also, um, there's, it's psychological when yeah. you're, you get money in the bank account and you're going to get more motivated yeah. rather than waiting more time. And yes, it might be more profitable and there might be a bigger exit. You know, we we're living day to day and it, it can be yeah. demoralizing if you're not making money after, you know, a relatively short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. And how about, um, obviously you have so much data on all of these and you can't do it by yourself. So tell us, how do you all go about taking a brand and breaking it down and going through the disclosure documents and kind of what's your process to make sure that you kind of leave no stone unturned? Definitely. Yeah. So we have basically a data collection process where we're going to go through the most important parts of the FDD, including the how long has it been around and how fast is it growing? Was it founded three years ago and now there's 300 locations? Well, we've seen a lot of crashes, haven't we? Yeah. With these yeah. brands that just like grow way too fast. So that's definitely a factor. Um, royalty, marketing. But if a royalty is 10% for an education franchise, is that good or bad? Or 4% for food and beverage? You need to right. have some metrics. So the free version of Edit Biz is you have the data, you have the information. But then if you want to have metrics and benchmarking, you pay $39 a month. And you can then benchmark franchises across that industry. So education, I think, is like 8.3% royalty. So mm -hmm. if it's a 6%, 7% royalty, that's not bad. Right. But you right. might think that's bad because a lot of food and beverage franchises that don't have as high margins are like 4%, 5% royalty. Exactly. Exactly. So Patrick, what about the COVID data? Do you have COVID data to look at who has done well over the last couple of years um, in terms of? COVID resistant businesses? Yeah, great question, Elizabeth. So I do look forward to going through the, the 2022 FDDs as they're mm -hmm. released and, you know, say the January yeah. to April timeframe. And usually we're getting that data up within two weeks of the release. Awesome. Um, so with that, we'll have a lot more information as well as one of our analysts in, in De December, tomorrow, the next month, as well as January, 2022 is going to go through every loan that's been issued to a franchisee through the 7A program um, over the last 20 years, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's funny that you say that because I just went through my house yesterday. I'm like, that's it. I'm finally getting this kitchen yeah. done. Because I mean, I want just... more light. I want like a nice storm door so we yeah, have more light yeah. coming in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Home Depot is taking like six, eight weeks on anything, so... Or more. I, try, yeah. I have windows on order, right? I'm talking February, March, and I paid for them in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So it's like so, a combination of supply chain, the labor market. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's just coming together to create a big disaster. So that's awesome. I'm so excited about your business and all the work that you guys do. I mean, I can't tell you that $39 a month you know, even if it was $50 a month for somebody who's serious about getting out and investing in a franchise, this is really money well spent. I mean, you're taking, if you haven't already looked at an FDD, the franchise disclosure document, oh my gosh, some of them are three, 400 pages. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and it's, you know, it's a snooze fest trying to get through all of it. And oftentimes you don't know what are the key parts to look at. And so with the stuff that you guys do, the benchmarking and things, that's amazing because not only do you just see for that franchise, you see across the industry. And I think some of that is just invaluable 
you'll still, you know, people still need to go out and you still need to validate with owners in your area, but having information that you guys have pulled at your disposal is really, really. We make the validation easier too, because we give the names and the contact information of every current franchisee. So you can be there hitting up the, hitting up the calls and maybe only three out of 20, you're actually able to get a conversation with, but all the information's there, email, phone number, and it makes it easier going through that franchisee validation. I remember a while back, I had one client spoke to 16 franchisees, which I thought was excessive, but at the end of the day, he's investing a lot of his capital and he's investing two to plus years of his life. Yeah. And, and hopefully his choice in looking at your list versus a list that perhaps a franchisor has provided because some yeah. franchisors will. So I got an email today to. from a fran- mm-hmm. publication where they're showing the franchise stats and then in small print, it's like the top 25% of franchisees meet these yeah. numbers and it's yeah. like 300 K and profit. Well, it's like, what about the top 50%? What about the bottom 50%? Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot of kind of deception where yeah. you need to have all the information and then what makes you think that you're going to buy this franchise and be in the top 25%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it can be there. Hopefully you are, but yeah. don't bet your house on well, it. Well, it's about knowing who's providing you the information and who's paying for it. So, I mean, that's, that's to me, the whole thing about what you're doing is that you are, you are not committed to anybody. You're not being paid for by anybody. So your data is your data. That's it. Yeah, we made the decision not to receive any money from franchisors in terms of advertising or any of that Mm because we didn't want to piss off sponsors and we just wanted (laughs) to be able to write freely. And Mm -hmm. if it takes 15 years to get your money back in a franchise, be able to write that without any major repercussions. That's right. Freedom of speech. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And good, good, honest information. Again, as I told you when I first met you, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I love the work that you guys do. Thank you to your team, because I know we talked about the whole group of them that sit there and pour through these boring documents every day. Um, And we're really looking forward to having you on again. Can you tell people how they might find you if they want to uh, chat with you or look into Vetted Biz Sure, yeah. The easiest, I encourage everyone to just go on the portal. Um, you, there's even a free trial. You can sign up seven days. If you don't like it, just cancel it. You, there's no, no commitment. You have a seven-day trial and you can get all the data, all the benchmarking and um, easiest www.vettedbiz.com. And right now we have 1,800 franchises on the portal. By the end of the year, we should be up to 2,100. And I hope awesome. that we just continue to, to build upon that list so that whoever, if you're a franchise buyer, even a private equity investor, that you have the, the whole inventory. Of, That's amazing. Of options. Yeah, I have to tell you, it's great. And, and knowing the good folks over at FBA, it's, real, it's a really great relationship that you formed because those brokers will now have more information and help people make better choices. So yeah, and it's like, in the long run, it, it's good for business too. It, it's right. the right thing to do, yes. But if you sell a franchise to someone that recoups their capital in two years versus six years, they're probably going to come back to you when they're investing more. Okay. Do I do the same brand? Do you have another brand? They're going to tell their friends. So yes, it's the right thing to do. And it also, it's good for, for long-term, long-term business. That's awesome. Patrick.
Thank you so much for your time today. Can't wait to speak with you again. I know we will in the very near future. And, and a big, huge thanks to your brother, Jack, as well. We really do appreciate your candid feedback and all the information that you provide. For sure. Really appreciate awesome. Elizabeth and Kristen. Yeah, thanks, you're welcome. Patrick. Good luck to you. Thanks. Well, folks, I uh, want to thank uh, Paul Pickett and Patrick uh, Pindero. Uh, being on our 2021 ending show as usual weird glitches happen I apologize for that the uh, best uh, audio or video is actually probably the Molly Maid Maple Villa Aurora YouTube channel or the Fred McMurray Twitter or the Pillars of Franchising Twitter uh, it's been a year of growth We've gone places we never expected to. Uh, I'm very grateful and celebratory to have a partner in uh, Kristen Shelmetzi. Got it once. I think I got that right. She'll have to listen and tell me. And Ray Pillar and Jerry Akers and Elizabeth Denham and uh, our technical producer Heidi David Kit Ganich for being around as well as a whole lot of not newcomers because they've been on the show but folks that want to help us uh, bring education, opportunity and information about how to be sex successful in franchising uh, that's a path to small business ownership and a financial future that you can control we see it all over the place with people leaving, either older or younger folks are walking away from big corporations for better life, work, balance. Want to spend time, have a family, spend the um, time with the grandkids, leave a legacy, build something that you can control and live the life you way you want. So what started out as a a good deed which they never go unpunished we brought ourselves a whole lot of work and it's turned into something of a crusade and I'm grateful to be on it with everyone One of, so next year we'll have uh, some great announcements next week on 